Hey guys, this is Steven, and I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, which is Anchor. Anchor is free and super user friendly, as well as it is a platform that distributes each episode to all the streaming platforms that you love, such as iTunes, Spotify, and many more. Last but not least, it also has all the tools in the app itself to help you start your own podcast today. So start your very own podcast today by downloading the Anchor app that is free as well as you can go to anchor.fm to get started today on your amazing podcast you've been waiting on to do for so long. Thanks, guys. Hey guys, in this episode, Amber and I get the opportunity to be able to interview Brandon B. He is a creative who is very talented musically. He is very talented um, with arts in general. He is a father of eight kids now. He has released multiple albums. He has also been in multiple bands. He has been doing music since he was a kid. And he has a great story to share as well as one that I think is just going to empower and give so much joy to all people who are looking to do creative acts as well as pursue, continue the pursuit in their creative journey. So we hope you enjoy this episode. We are just super excited for what Brandon has to share with us. So your question was... Um, how did Planimus start? Yeah. Um, so it started from just like really sitting with the Lord and praying about a space. I've had this vision and dream for so long time to, to have a space to lower the bar of entry and to be able to have people create without feeling like they're unable to. And the Lord placed it on my heart to start this space. And it was, I was going through Ephesians at the time and Ephesians 2.10 like came to my heart and I was thinking and I was uh, processing, okay, well, well, there's so many people that are creative, but at the same time, like God's workmanship, that we could be able to walk in them, the things that he's created us to do. And like, I felt, I felt this need, this like very big, desire where people couldn't do that as creative people they were like well it's too big it's too big of a risk or only the people that actually have the right tools and, and play can do that and money and money like money is always the biggest like place where people just like don't want to go forward and things and so within that kind of um thought process i was thinking okay well like what if we had a space where people can use it as a service instead of having it be this big endeavor. They have to get all the equipment and all the gear and they can actually make art every time they come in and continue the pieces that they've been, that they've been working on and do it yeah. as a community and not doing it as an individual because that's the, the crutch of it. We, we learned that we need way more than we actually believe in the moment because it's, we go into these big endeavors with the heart of I want to be the best instead of like, I want to work well with others and I want to like do this um, as a team instead of as a competition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or like a family. 
Yeah, that's really cool. You know, it's interesting because I, uh, I actually just looked at a downtown space uh, in my city uh, just last week, actually. And uh, without verbalizing the way that you just did it, it's kind of very similar to what I want to do too. I, I want to give an opportunity for people to be able to uh, utilize, um, yeah, to have a place to be able to do their thing. Um, and I also believe, and I don't know, is this podcast a Christian podcast specifically or no? Uh, no, not a Christian podcast. Specifically. Oh, okay. But it's okay. I talk about my faith, I guess. Yeah, I guess totally. you did. You talked about Ephesians. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, so yeah, I, um, I really believe that real mission and real relationships um, coincide. Like they actually, that is what real mission is, is relationships. And mm -hmm. that's only going to happen in the midst of um, actually spending time together. Mm -hmm. And so, and I think that this is not a popular thing for Christians to talk about, but what our, our, um, our thoughts on, you know, Christianity and all that kind of stuff will rub off on some people. Mm -hmm. But another thing too, we will also, some of the ideas of people who are from all kinds of different um, walks of life, I guess, will actually rub off on us too. Absolutely. And it'll make us, it'll, it, it, hopefully the goal is not to maybe like change our beliefs, of course, mm -hmm. But what it will do is it'll allow us to really see the um, see people as real people and understand that the actual the actual uh, differences between us are a lot smaller than what we think because I think most church people, um, especially people um, that have grown up in church. They, they just feel like there's this huge divide between people who are Christian and people who are not. And really in the end, we all want beauty. You know, we all want, we all want, you know, people right. to get, get along and to love each other. Yeah. Like a no, no non-Christian says, yeah, I'm, I'm all about hate. Yeah. Right. Like, and, but for whatever reason, as Christians, we say, I'm all about, I'm all about love. And it's almost like you're saying, other people are not about love, but they really are. And mm -hmm. just figuring out what that actually looks like. And um, so I, 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 anyway, I, I applaud you guys for doing it because I think it's, uh, I really think it's actually the future for, for mission anyway. That's yeah. what I think. So. Yeah. Thanks man. Yeah. 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 I really, not the first person that said that. So like, it's really cool to see the affirmation as well as the confirmation. Yeah. Of what we're are you guys, are you guys connected with Imago Day? You guys know Imago Day at all? Um, a little bit, but not, not a whole bunch. Okay. I need to connect you with, um, with Imago Day because mm -hmm. they're not too far away from St. John's. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, they're on Ankeny and Oh man, I can't remember what the other street is, but really almost across the street from Hart. 
Okay, yep, hard coffee. Really yeah. hard coffee. And they're like really close to CC's coffee, if you know what that is. That's yep. like a motorcycle. That's like yeah. one of my favorite places, actually. But, <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, they're, they're really into um, community and relationship building. And they have some of the most, like there's a, there's a guy who paints there. He's a, they actually, during worship services, they have a painter. Um, it's really super cool. You should totally check it out. But his name is Scott the Painter. They call him Scott the Painter. I don't remember his last name, but we've we've connected a bunch of different conferences and things. And yeah, they're doing it. I mean, similar to what you guys are talking about, they're doing it in a in in a in a church context. Mm -hmm. And since you guys aren't too far away, you guys should connect because they've got some really great um they've they've just made a lot of good relationships in the city mm -hmm. awesome yeah i think yeah. this is going to be something so big for relationships and like amen with people not christians and non-christians people period people amen yep mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. great cool so now we we've probably we've got to hear a little about you yeah so brandon we gotta see you yeah yeah ask me questions yeah yeah amber's like this guy's this guy's cool but like we gotta figure out who is this who is this brandon character well i know he's saying he's saying oh we got an interview with brandon b it's gonna be awesome and i was like right on who's that <laughs> no offense yeah um yeah. actually funny story i actually um was at your church one time a few years ago and i i spoke to you i didn't realize it because i was my oh, okay yeah, my friend lives in the Tri-Cities, and uh, I'm a worship leader at Calvary Chapel, Woodby Island, and with yeah. Jonathan Finley. Yeah. You know, anyway, fun story. I went to your church, and the worship was awesome, and I was like, I went up to you, and I just thanked you, and went home. Like, it was just a very <laughs> brief, but I'm like, oh, I actually do know who this is. Right on. Oh, cool. Yeah. So was, yeah. You awesome. made us hold hands. It was weird, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. It was interesting. Anyway, so go. Oh, yeah. so, Brandon, where did you grow up at? I grew up in Tacoma. They call it Tecompton for anybody that knows. Yeah, yeah, no, I love, I love, I love Tacoma. Yep. Um, and then your family is super musically. Uh, apt they're a bunch of amazing musicians so is that like where your music influence came from or yeah I I grew up on the road with my family so we we did a ton of touring around as a singing family and um, you know my mom and dad they were in uh, rock bands in the 70s and then in the early 80s they were still in the band up until they were eight, like 85 or 86. I was born in 83. So I was on the road with them for the first couple of years of my life. Of course, I don't remember any of it, but then they took a break and uh, then they started up another band like when I was like seven or eight years old. And I went on tour with them during that time. And then I started playing music myself when I was 10 or 11. And then I ended up basically joining the band and eventually my my sisters became musicians they joined the band and so we ended up becoming a family band but it started out as my mom and dad's kind of like 80s pop band I guess you know and turned into fairly cheesy uh 
cheesy family entertainment music. But then we eventually went to started doing like um, folky type stuff and some like really like yeah. Anyways, we did a lot of seventies pop music. We would do fairs and we would do churches. So we would do secular music and Christian music. Hmm. So I've kind of had my whole life in the midst of all of that. But that's how yeah, I was definitely influenced by my family, by my parents for sure. So yeah. And now where are you living currently? What's what's that? I live in yeah, I live in Tri Cities, Washington. The actual city is Kennewick. So there's actually five cities in Tri Cities. I don't know why it's called Tri Cities, but <laughs> anyway, and you're, I'm in Kennewick. You're still the worship pastor. I am the worship pastor at Calvary Chapel Tri Cities. Still, I I produce also, so I I'm technically full time at the church. Uh, but I also produce music full time. It's kind of crazy, but uh, you're probably going to ask this question. But I have seven kids, and next week I'll have my eighth kid. So, oh, wow. yeah, which is crazy. And my wife, <laughs> my wife doesn't work, so I have to do two jobs in order to afford all those kids. So, um, but yeah, so I do both things. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of freedom to be able to do that and do touring still, um, at the church, you know, that I'm at. So mm -hmm. good. Well, congratulations. Yeah. yeah thank you. <laughs> what led you to move to the Tri-Cities area? Kind of like Yeah. Well, I'm going to try to make that a really short story, but, <laughs> but basically when I left Tacoma, I went and planted a church in Utah for a couple years. And then I went to Southern Oregon and did some ministry down there. Then I went up to North, no, then I went to Portland and I lived in Portland for a few years. Um, and uh, I actually mostly lived in Vancouver, but I lived in Portland too a little bit. Um, then I moved to Italy as a missionary and, uh, and, when I went up to Portland, what I did is I led worship at a, a church called Crossroads Community Church, mm -hmm. but then also um, ran and started their record label there. So that was kind of what I, because uh, what I did is I did a record label in uh, Seattle called Save the City Records. And I did that with a guy named Derek. And yeah, yeah. Steve, you know, you know who he is. So I did that for six years before I left Tacoma. And uh, anyway, so when I, I did that label in Portland, uh, or at that church there, and then I, uh, I had been going to Italy a bunch. I ended up, uh, deciding to move to Italy and I went and started a record label there. So, um, it was the first worship record label they had ever had in the country. Um, and so I did that for uh i lived there for six months but i've ran the le record label for years and then basically right after that i moved to utah again thinking i was going to basically join that church again and god had different plans so i only lasted about six months and then i met the pastor of the church here in tri-cities at a conference that i was leading worship at and he was preaching and uh 
you know, we kind of shared the vision of what I do. I travel around the world and do missions and I produce music and, you know, I lead worship and, and I, there's not a lot of homes for somebody who does so many random things like me. Mm-hmm. So most churches are pretty like, you have to stay, you have to, you can't, you can't go and do any of these things. And so he basically hired me knowing that I was going to be able to go and do what I do, which it's, 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 it's interesting because he has held on to his word. Like he has allowed me to go um, a lot and do a lot of things. But what's interesting is God has actually closed some doors of my going a lot. Mm. So even though he had a lot of freedom for me, I ended up, uh, I don't know, God ended up having me stick around a lot more. So that's been an interesting thing for me because I've always been on the road. I've always been doing things. So, but I've been producing a ton. So anyway, all that to say, that's how, that's how I got here. Long, there is a lot in between all of those changes and moves, of course, but that was my quick version. You say conferences and things like that. Like, what kind of conferences do you lead worship at? I lead worship at worship conferences, at men's conferences, at marriage conferences. At, yeah, for a while, for a while, there was basically any Calvary Chapel conference that would be done. It would either be me or, or it would either be Evan Wickham. And if they couldn't get Evan Wickham, then they'd have me. I was always the second choice. So. <laughs> yeah. But me and Evan are good buddies. We actually did a lot of conferences together. So um, we've, we've gotten to know each other pretty well. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, lots of different things. I mean, actually right now, um, which this might be another one of your questions, but right now what I've been doing a lot lately is doing songwriting retreats for mm. not just churches, but for community groups. So even non-believers. So I just did one called, um, we called it Wilderness in, uh, in Leavenworth. And we had about 30 uh, believers and non-believers. And we did four days of songwriting and um and it seems like God's opening up the door for me to do a ton of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I've done multiple of them, but that was like one where I fused the two and it worked. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to work, but it worked. Um, and of course, started so many cool conversations and relationships yeah. that yeah. I know God's going to use like crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you so. going to have more of those? in the future absolutely absolutely yeah we'll do a um at least two of them a year up in leavenworth we're going to do one here in the blue mountains uh of of oregon mm. which is the mountain range on the other side of the mount of the uh of the state and then also i'm doing one in vegas and one in colorado as well uh coming up so that's my plan do you have like yeah. a booking app or like any kind of like website for that so that people can check it out? Yeah, you can, you can go to brandonbministries.com uh, and I do have some information on there, but you know, your best way to find out anything that's going on with me is probably more Instagram. Yeah. And I then keep really, yeah. Tell your last name just so people know. Oh, B-E-E, like Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. So. 
Brandon B E E music. Yep. And that's what my Instagram handle is as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, because people awesome. listening don't want to write this down or go straight there. So I'm yeah. know they're at the right spot. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So um who are your influences? And that's like a really broad question because you so you grew up like 70s influence pop. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you yeah. play a plethora of instruments as well, like really well, yeah. and like which is incredible. Um, yeah. So like, who influenced you as a musician? Well, I tend to gravitate towards more organic type music. So. I, I definitely produce people who are really poppy and synthy and all that stuff, but I, I mostly, as a producer and as a person, tend to be the person that the, uh, if they're going to do something organic, then I'll be the one that gets hired. So that could be anywhere from acoustic, like folky music to... I don't ever do full on country music. I'm not like a huge country country fan, you know. But like Zach Brown band and some of the some of the artists out there that are actually I would say more raw and more cool than the country that's on pop radio, let's say. Um and then and then uh a ton of like soul type stuff. Mm-hmm. So um a lot of that comes from well, anyway, so my influences tend to be that kind of music. Uh, I like all kinds of music. I mean, I, I probably like, I was the most shaped by Radiohead, which is nothing like what I just told you. But, <laughs> Wait a minute. But, I, but I love Radiohead. I always did. Um, and uh, that was one of my favorite bands. But yeah, I do a lot of organic music. And a lot of it has to do with, uh, there's an artist uh, named Alan Stone. Yeah. I don't know if anybody, but I produced his first record. So mm-hmm. um, I have gotten a lot of work from working on his stuff. And then there's a band called The Banner Days that does oh, folky yes. kind of music. And I produced their, um, every record they've done. So, and so what happens, uh, I know this has nothing to do with the question of producing, but anyway, what ends up happening is you produce a few things that are pretty successful in those realms, mm-hmm. then you get a lot of people from that kind of realm. Mm-hmm. And so I think my influences meet up a lot because um, I've always been into even old Motown and then, then even the Beatles and then like, you know, the Eagles and anything that's really 70s right now. Like right now, 70s is really cool. Like for a while it was 80s and I think 80s is cool too, but I think 70s, like everybody kind of wants to sound like Fleetwood Mac right now. I really don't know why, but uh, but anyway, I love Fleetwood Mac. I owned all of their records and I listened to it. So I think a lot of the my influences that came from my parents before has really benefited me in these moments um, as a producer especially so, yeah. yeah so as a musician like you have you do production you do songwriting you will love to yeah. have a creative space as well and you're also a worship pastor and the father that you soon eat like where do you hope to go with your music career like that's a 
like where do you hope to land i guess or like go like what's your overall yeah totally well yeah as you stated i i do a lot i do a lot of things and including like i said i started record labels or whatever but honestly for any of you the listeners that aren't necessarily christian they might not fully understand this but I really do just land wherever God tells me to go uh, as much as I can. Um, and I say as much as I can because I, I don't always know exactly what I, what that is. And so sometimes I, I make some wrong turns like anybody, mm-hmm. but, um, and so I am releasing singles as a solo artist still, and I have a heart to still do that. Um, but what's interesting similar to what you guys are trying to do with this poema thing. Uh, it seems like God really wants me to be in the space of along with non-believers a lot and believers together and try to cultivate that relationship and develop art um, mm-hmm. and use that develop the process of developing and creating art as being the mission and ministry as opposed to the art that I make and I play in front of people. That's not necessarily the ministry that I think God is pushing me towards. Mm -hmm. And, and so I fight that though, because I like to create music on my own and make my own music. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but, um, so yeah, I'm kind of in that, like, I mean, I don't know when this podcast is going to release, but in this Friday, I release another single. So, um, so I'll have a single out probably by the time this thing is out for sure. Um, and so I'm still creating things and I'm probably going to go in and do a record pretty soon on my own. So I'm still doing my thing, but really, where do I want to land? I, this sounds really cliche for us Christians, but I really do want to go wherever God wants me to be. But my idea of what I think he's wanting me to do is going to be the cultivating, facilitating mission in the midst of development of art and creation. So really utilizing my producing gifts, I guess, continue mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, honestly, if I were in Portland, I would be at Poema. And I would be working in the studio or starting, you know, I would probably do something like that, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm looking at a space downtown where I'm at here, because I kind of want to do the same thing. So similar, I think that's where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. So, but Portland. anyway, I'm still trying to figure <laughs> it out. Portland? Doesn't to Portland now? Yeah, just come on. <laughs> I know. Um, one of the things, I think it was the last podcast that it was, yeah, it was the last podcast with AJ. Um, and, and I had said it and then I had thought about it after the fact, but I'm like super excited, one, to come alongside people, people yeah. in general. but I feel like there's going to be an art created that doesn't currently exist. And I can't wait to be a part of that. Like, I mean, there's things, yeah. there's all the time, there's new things in the art world, but I just, I don't know, I'm really excited to see, there's probably more than one thing, but that like puts a fire in me. Like, we're going to be sitting there one day just people are going to walk in the door and they're going to do something. We're going to be like, 
what was that? That was awesome. That was amazing. And it could be some collaboration of different arts coming together, but that's what Poem is about is having all those different artists in the same community coming together and creating things yeah. that don't currently exist. And I think yeah. I can't wait for yeah. that. That's rad. Yeah. Yeah, if you give people space, I believe, if you give mm -hmm. people space like you're doing, um, and here's some things I were to give some kind of like, um, maybe advice, mm -hmm. I'll just throw this out there. Like you read is, the questions, that is literally my next question. What advice do you have? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. oh. Oh. <laughs> nice. Okay, so for, for Poema, I, I would say give people uh one of the problems with artists is they do not really have the ability of putting a timeline on themselves mm -hmm. they don't have a good idea of having deadline and i and i'm included so the best thing that happens to me is i have to have a record by a certain time because a label says it has to be done I will rise to the occasion and create it awesome in that amount of time. But if I didn't have a timeline, I could convince myself that I need two years to do it, you know, because that's just the way it is. And so in your guys' situation, when you're giving people opportunity is give them projects to actually accomplish at a certain time and they'll rise to the occasion, arise to the occasion mm -hmm. for that a raise to the occasion, a rise? How do I even say that correctly? <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, so yeah, that's what I, I mean, that would be advice for you guys uh, because that's one thing that I've seen with these writers retreats is a lot of people, I mean, most anybody that comes to these writer retreats are actually real artists that are touring or they really are trying to finish records and uh, what ends up happening is they're like writing for a record and they freak out and they wait until like the last like month before mm -hmm. to try to finish anything. Mm -hmm. And that's just because they need the deadline to get kick themselves into gear. So I don't know how to do that in your guys' context, but you know, think mm -hmm. through that, like give people, give people an opportunity to, to, have to finish something by a certain time uh there's a really great um it's a video series on youtube and it's called uh weather vane music okay mm -hmm. so um check it out you guys will love it i'm sure but basically it's similar to poema the idea uh there's a studio there in town that uh, basically this producer um, gives an opportunity for an artist to come in uh, and record a song in two days and they have to write and record the song in two days while in the studio mm -hmm. and they document the whole process <laughs> and people are so inspired by it and the and the music turns out great everything's awesome and uh and there's been a lot of artists that have gotten big off of some of these songs actually um and it's just proven that the art is in you right mm -hmm. and so um we think
they're trying to, we use this word, I don't know if you guys have ever heard this, but in Nashville, they have something called song chasers, okay? And the idea is whenever you go write a song, you're chasing a song, which means that the song is out there and you're trying to catch it or trying to find it or trying to chase it. I'm actually somebody who thinks that the song is in you and you are spending too much time trying to chase it. And you, what you need to realize is it's not something to be chased, but it's something in you. And you just have to give yourself like a reason to do it, Yeah, you know? And it's like, people actually want to listen to it. And this is your opportunity. You have a, a, I know for a fact, if you were to give an artist and say in one month, you need to write five songs to play at a concert that's going to be on this night, they would write five songs to play at a concert in a month. They would do it. Now, don't get me wrong. Maybe some of those songs are not very good. But there will be a few that are good. <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. But I, you'd be surprised. Like they probably would end up liking some of them. And so, I, yeah, I think timeline. I think deadline. I think challenging artists to do that is uh, going to be a key factor to to that whole situation. Yeah. So, yeah, we're gonna have. I mean, people coming in as photographers, walking out as songwriters. I think. Or vice versa. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. they discover something about themselves that they maybe didn't know existed. And that's yeah. you know, something that I think is so cool. It's going to be fun to see. You just watch that process mm -hmm. and cool. Because yeah. it's hard. You say, go write five songs in a month. Well, I've written hundreds of songs, but are they finished? No. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's harder than you think, you know. And, and I think, too, and this is kind of why we're creating this space, is because there's people that that sit there and write songs and some of them are very good but they don't have anywhere to go record that's anywhere near their budget or you know maybe they work a nine to five and studio time doesn't line up with that you know so this will give them that go at nine o'clock at night and go record that one song ep why not you know yeah, opportunity. yeah. creates opportunities for creatives yeah, totally. And they're going to all inspire each other. So, I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's going to be a really cool transaction that'll happen is uh, photographers will inspire the songwriters and, you know, the art, the people that are painting are going to inspire those that are, you know, whatever, doing whatever other art there is, video guys and video. Yeah, I think it'll be a really cool thing. And, and we've seen this happen. I mean, uh, I don't know how many times I've went out and saw a movie and wrote a song after the movie. I, right. You know, because it's right. something that's, in, or I read something, you know, where it inspired me to write a song. So, and I know people, I know a ton of people who do uh, graphics and, and do art and they're listening to music the whole time while they're doing it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's because the music they're listening to is inspiring them to do something. So, what yeah, I think that, I mean, I think it's, I'll say that again. What would you say to somebody who's listening to this right now and there's, you know, they write music and they want to maybe get something recorded, like, but they've just never taken that first step. Like, what would your advice be to that person? Yeah. Well, first things first, 
I would say, I would say the best thing that somebody can do is to realize that it's not all on their shoulders. Because mm. I think what ends up happening is they feel like they, if they're going to do something, they have to do it alone. Mm -hmm. And the great thing about music, and it's been like this for ages, that it is, I'd say the first thing they need to do is they need to try to include some people. They, they just hold their songs and they don't show it to anybody. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe they do show the songs to people and they're expecting people to maybe give them some feedback or something, but maybe they didn't invite them into that process. And sometimes people don't want to, especially other artists, they don't want to tell anybody really what they think because they don't want to hurt the other person. Or so first of all, invite other people into the process of, of it. Like, I mean, even I, I have a, uh, I have a Dropbox right now of 13 songs that I'm considering for my next uh, EP. I'm only going to record six songs and I'm sending them to um, a handful of really trusted people mm -hmm. to listen through the songs and basically help me choose which ones I'm going to do, you know? So even me who does this for a living, I, I, I have to do it too. You know, mm -hmm. I have to invite people into the process. Um, and then another thing too is, you know, it doesn't have to be if all they're trying to do is just get it out the door. Uh, it doesn't have to be as expensive as they think. You know, some people, they just think, oh, it's really expensive and I can't afford it. Um, you know, unfortunately, I actually am pretty expensive. So I couldn't say that from like them coming to me. No, I mean, I charge a lot, but the reason why I charge a lot is because I only want to do a handful of ones that I love every year. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, like I want to be in love with whatever I'm working on. And so, but all that to say is if they're not, if they want to just get it out the door and it's just because they want to get something, they could go into a studio and spend two days and play the guitar and sing and they can get it done, you know? So, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you really do have control over your budget if you, if your passion is to get it out there. Now, if you really want it to be a specific thing, if you want it to sound like name the artist, well, you have to keep in mind that the people that, made that big artist paid a lot of money to do that so it's right. it does cost money to do a good job but you don't have to spend a ton of money to get something out there first and so i guess maybe that's probably my biggest advice is just get something out there just just get it out there and because okay this is the best this is what i end up telling a lot of artists is a lot of artists, they kind of freak out about some stuff before they release anything. And I just remind them, and I say this, I try to say this as nice as possible, but I'm, I'm pretty forward with, <laughs> with a lot of artists. And that's just because we're all really feely and emotional and, 
And if I'm not really forward, I, hopefully the trust is there that they understand. But if I'm yeah. forward, they'll get it a lot more. But you're not really an artist until you're an artist. So you're an artist to yourself, but nobody knows who you are. Nobody even knows what you're going to like what like what you're trying to do. And so uh, if you're a painter that only paints inside your your uh, garage, well the only people that know that you're a painter is you and your garage and maybe <laughs> possibly your family that you've told that you paint in your garage, you know? And it's the same thing with musicians and artists and all that stuff is like sometimes you just have to you have to get out of your mind and you need to get out of your little worrisome bubble and you need to just step out and do something. Mm -hmm. And once you've done something, then you can start talking about doing something maybe better than you did before. But right now you haven't done anything. So get something done. That's what I say. I think that Uh, right up with what Poyama can help people do. Yeah. Because they would walk in the door and get something done and it's actually going to be a very high quality, you know? Yeah. For not as much of a cost as they would maybe think. So that's going to be open some doors for some people. Get out of their garage. Well, something I really wanted to wrap up with would be EQ worship. Um, I know that's taking up a lot of your time. That's something that's been new on the horizon as well. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Well, EQ Worship is a collective of worship leaders, uh, sort of like, I mean, on a much smaller scale, but sort of like Bethel or, you know, Hillsong or whatever, but basically a collective of of worship artists, um, mostly worship leaders that like to worship the right songs for the church. Mm-hmm. And so um, currently, actually, it's funny you ask that because I just got out of a meeting mm-hmm. where we're actually looking to expand our amount of people that are a part of it. So right now we have four. It's me, a guy named Zach Lamberson, and then uh, Courtney Moore and Ashley Canode. And so we write songs and do, you know, all of that stuff. We're, you know, we record and then we do conferences. And so we've done conferences um, outside of, we've done uh, some big conferences at our own church, but we've done um, some in California and some in Oregon. Mostly we did one on the coast in Oregon and we did one in Southern Oregon. We haven't done one in the, in the Portland area, but um yeah, but ultimately it's just cultivating songwriting um, for the church specifically. So uh, that's what that is. EQ basically stands for equip. We're mm-hmm. equipping the church. I just didn't want it to be called equip worship because I think that sounds stupid. So, <laughs> I, will so I called it to be your fifth person. So he can okay. call me up. I'm in. <laughs> we can talk we can talk about it where do you okay. lead worship at now where where are you at calvary chapel would be island oh you're still up there mm-hmm. okay but you're doing something in portland yep <laughs> that sounds yeah. crazy yep <laughs> i am one of those crazy individuals i made a pact with the lord if you say to do it i don't say no 
Yeah. Okay. Well, well, with that said, maybe I don't feel as bad being in Tri-Cities and want to be involved. So maybe we can talk about that. That'd be You're right. a lot farther. You're even farther than I am, I think. How long does it take you to get down to Portland? About four hours. Yeah, I'm three and a half. I got you beat. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. Wait, wait, wait. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but... Uh, that sounds like a really good time. Yeah, right? I've actually... I've actually had Brett, Brett Williams come and teach at our conference. He is a phenomenal mu- musician and teacher. He's, yeah, I love yeah. that guy. I love that guy. Yeah. He's been like, like a, a music mentor to me for years. And then I don't know if you know a guy, Tim Carson. He's a vocal coach. He's uh-huh. with a lot of uh, worship bands. So I've done two six-month sessions with him. And he's one I want to get on this podcast because he's really cool guy but yeah that's opened a lot of doors to you so yeah, i just have a heart for worship in whatever yeah. way you know for sure yeah okay well we can talk <laughs> after the podcast maybe i'd love yeah. it that'd be right yeah well cool yeah man uh thanks so much for letting me be a part of this no, i love what you guys are doing totally yeah it's nice to well, meet you we wanted to know like do you have any like shout outs obviously you know, your wife, we want to thank her for allowing your time to be on here because I know with a big family, I have a big family, um, time is very valuable. So we really do appreciate that your wife and kids allowing us to have this time. Um, but do you have any shout outs? Like, Hmm. Well, uh, I mean, I guess a shout out to my pastor because he's so open to letting me do what I do kind of crazy things. Um, I have some other people that you should have on your podcast, though. I should tell you about. You should have this girl named Beth Whitney. She's insane, yes. oh and she's God. an amazing writer. Yeah. And and when it comes to cultivating and creating a space for people to create, she is really good at doing that. Um, super sensitive to that, so that'd be cool. But um, yeah, no, I don't really have any. I love everybody. Really, everybody is a shout out. So yeah, right, shout out to everyone. Oh. gotta love people. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Gosh, well, thank you. And you already said your Instagram, Brandon B B E E. Um, you got a website? Yeah. So Brandon B E E Ministries dot com. My Instagram handle is Brandon B E E Music. Nice. Uh, my website used to be Brandon B E E Music, but I lost it. So somehow somebody got it right after the day after I, uh, I didn't pay the thing that I was supposed to pay. I lost it. Darn it. So, but yeah, anyway, yeah, that's that. And then of course I'm on Facebook too and people can find me. I do okay with Facebook, but, um, Instagram seems to be more my thing. So yeah. Yeah. What's the name of your single that's coming out? It's called Heaven's Burst. Nice. So, I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Yeah, and it's a, a really, I've, you know, I've been going through a lot of um, relationship healing the last couple of years mm-hmm. um, because of all my moving around and all that. Um, I've burnt some bridges just because I'm really in the moment. So when I'm with somebody, they feel very loved. 
but when I'm out of the moment, I am really bad at being personal. So, uh, and I have, obviously I don't like that about myself. So, uh, but anyway, I've had a couple really good friends uh, that I have rekindled that relationship recently and I've written a bunch mm. of songs about it. So this is one of those songs, even though it's not actually technically about that situation, the song came out of a an amazing uh, retreat that I did with this group of people. And basically all of us, all these friends came together and we did a songwriting retreat. Mm. It was for a church, it was for, well, it wasn't just for a church. It was for a, um, a record label um, in the Portland area called The Responding. And I know them. I've seen them yeah. live. Yeah, they're they're. Yeah. Right. I love those guys. Yeah. So we did. We I went on a writers retreat with them because I started The Responding. So I was oh, man, the I first. Know. Yeah, the beginning of that. So. Um, Anyway, and that seemed to like God really used that relationship or that time to like heal a relationship and this song came out of that retreat. And so it's really, really powerful song. So anyway, all that to say is like my next group of songs are definitely, there's more to the story than just the words in the song. The words in the song I think are powerful, but, and, uh, and actually that's kind of why I think I love to help people write songs because I think it helps us process all the crap that goes on in our life, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, helps us get stuff off of our, off of our chest and, and, and then, um, and then others, others get to benefit from the stuff that we've dealt with. So anyway, mm -hmm. I don't know why I went down that road, but there you go. Well, thank you. That actually, I think a lot of people are going to relate and be one of those things that, yeah. It is just a tender moment and it's always nice to know from directly from the artist like what is the meaning behind that song I love that I love the stories behind the music you know it, it when you connect like that it's all yeah. the world yeah Amen. yeah, Amen. yeah. Mm -hmm. good cool, cool. It was yeah. so good yeah. to chat with you really yeah thanks that. for being on here man yeah. definitely love yeah. your story and what's going on and mm -hmm. we'll definitely have to collaborate for sure mm -hmm. yeah definitely yeah. Let's definitely talk about what that would look like. Mm -hmm. I might actually be coming into town, uh, possibly this Friday. Uh, for you, Stephen, we should get coffee. Okay. Yeah. Let's get some coffee. I might yeah. be coming back to town this Friday. <laughs> Amber might be coming back from Woodby. <laughs> Are you in town too? Dude, I. Oh, wow. That would be so fun. <laughs> yeah. Now I would love to see where the space is and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. The area. It's yeah, awesome. be cool. Such a cool space. Alrighty. Awesome. Yay, cool. Dude, thanks so much, okay. man. We will yep. see. God bless you guys. Yeah, God, God bless, bless you. you too, bro. <laughs> that will last forever. You were the light that shone.